hello, there was a dial tone when I called in. That was odd. I've never had that before. Welcome, welcome to the spotlight. I'm glad you've decided to splice into my telephone calls so that you can hear me as I, as I make a phone call to someone here this evening. Uh, uh, a telephone call. This is, uh, if you've ever, if you've ever looked into, uh, you know, phone freaks in the early 1980s, they would call up each other on the telephone. Uh, they would, they would hack into telephones and make long distance phone calls and they would have long conversations for free on long distance lines. Uh, What's the point of this? Is that they maybe should have been doing improv. That could have been a thing they could have done. That definitely would have been an option had they known. This is started that the phone freaking was like started like in the 70s. You think imagine, I think even in the 60s too, because the the some of the yippies had had a little bit of a a phone a phone freak uh, digest that they printed up. Maybe that was in the early 70s. I don't know, but um, yeah, essentially you know they would just talk about how they could how they could make phone calls for free. Because if you think about it, like a phone call was one of the ways you would be able to uh, stay in contact with people way back then. But but now we kind of take that for granted, but you could really just talk to anybody uh, if you knew the phone number to dial. And what people would do, what they would do is they would call in to, uh, you know, uh, places like, um, like companies. Companies would have like kind of a situation set up where they could have a conference call sort of thing going on. So what they would do is they were they would hack in to these sort of conference call thingies, and they would all just hang out on them and talk for a long time for free. Um, they would also use the the voicemail the voicemail systems for the same thing. Companies would have internal voicemails, uh, I guess, pretty early on, and they would be able to to leave leave messages for each other, um, and they would do that, and and they they kind of that's really kind of a weird kind of crazy thing to do. You, 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 you leave a message for people to listen to later. Like, you know, like you might, they might, they hack into like these, these voicemail things and they leave like really long messages and then wait. And then someone else would listen to them and leave messages back. And that's what they were doing for a while. You guys, that seems, seems kind of crazy. <laughs> uh, anyways, that, that uh, uh, people got in trouble for, for doing that after a while um, because it's illegal to kind of use another person's uh, sort of stuff without permission. This is what they were doing. They were using their voicemail without permission, without being a member of that particular company or whatever. And uh, then the cops sort of uh, raided a few people and, and uh, oh, actually like, like AT&T had a crash and that made AT&T kind of go crazy. Uh, and then, and then um, you know, the cops came in and harassed people and arrested them, took all of their computers out of their homes. Phone freaks. I don't know if that was for the phone freaks. How many of them got busted? Who knows? They certainly tried to bust some for uh, trying to crash the 911 system uh uh they 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 the the computer uh police tried to say that that's what the hackers were trying to do crash the 911 system or take it hostage in order to make money in order to blackmail people to give them money or you give us a bunch of money or we're going to 
we're going to, you know, we're going to make it so 911 doesn't work. That's what the cops accused people of doing. Nobody had plans to do that at the time. And uh, they didn't, they weren't able to prove that the cops and people went free. People were free to go back out into the world and enjoy the fruits of the telecommunications systems that we have set up. And over the next several decades, they watched them blossom into the internet, which as I understand it is sort of a more thing you can tap into from any location without having to rack up long distance calls, which is what happened to people back at the long, long time ago. People would be on the internet, but they'd be on, uh, that's why phone freaking partially also was a thing and kind of, uh, because, in order to access bulletin boards, which was like the really earlier internet, which is basically just somebody's computer in their house where they would host just a bunch of text on their computer. Like they would have a bunch of documents and you could dial their phone number and their computer would answer the phone. And then your computer would talk to their computer and you could just read a bunch of text documents. And that sort of evolved into you being able to leave messages and they called that a bulletin board system and people could uh originally it was a newsletter for a computer club i believe people would be able to call up and then just read the newsletter that they had posted and then they realized well why not make people be able to to make posts remotely as well and then and then they sort of kind of developed an entire system of that where people could read public posts and then uh, of course private posts of that same nature became email and then all of these bulletin board systems existed all over the place and they started making them all connected in some ways uh, so that, uh, you know, you, you would have like a larger, a larger uh, interconnected apparatus to get to. So you didn't have to dial into a specific place in order to get your emails. And they kind of made all these nodes starting working together. And then the internet sort of happened where they kind of organized it all with various addresses and, and protocols in order to, uh, for that stuff to be accessible all of the time not necessarily on someone's computer in their house, which is kind of nuts. That's all, that all happened. That all happened in the early, early nineties. And then AOL, then AOL happened and every, and AOL became really, really big, but, but AOL did not stay. No, no, no. AOL had to leave, <laughs> had to go away. Even though they spent like most, they spent like a large portion of their money printing uh, and creating compact disks and diskettes in order for people to be able to access the internet. The, they wasted a whole bunch of money on it. It was a, one of the largest marketing campaigns of all time or something. And then uh, it just didn't matter anymore because like, I don't know, some other internet service providers started existing and doing and doing a better job because AOL didn't lay down fiber, something like that. I don't know, something like that. I don't think that's quite right. But anyway, let's see. My guest is not here. Let me message my guest and see what is going on. Let me see. I'm messaging my guest. I just got an email from my guest. <laughs> Hold on. Let me figure this out. Going into my email. I was going to go on my email on my phone, but I decided to go on my email on my email on my computer. Oh my goodness, he thinks that I call him. Oh no, reply, no, you gotta log into to www. Oh. You have to go to www.oozbear.com and make an account. 
and then go to the calendar. Go to the calendar where the event is for tonight. Oh my goodness. Oh, I also got a text. Hey, oh man. Should I just call him? We can do this. We can do this video wise. We can do this phone wise. I've done this before. Let's see. Phone button. Phone bone. I'm calling him on the phone. Hey, so it's like it's it's on a, it's on a website. Yeah, I saw your email. I, I guess I didn't realize we were talking through this. I guess I didn't realize how it worked. I've never done a podcast. Well, I don't know if they all work this way, but uh, you go on that website and you have to have make an account, and then if you go to the calendar on there, yeah, that's basically what I said. Yeah. All right. When I get in there, will it be obvious what to do? Oh, we can stay on the phone. I don't, it's fine. It's okay. It's okay. I have done this before this way, where I have had to talk someone through it. Well, I'm no rookie, but I sure don't know what the hell I'm doing. Well, Pretty easy. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a dummy. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> it's a basic, the way you would expect an internet site to work. Right. Allow to access my microphone. Save passwords. Here we are. All right. Now, where's the calendar? Um, well, calendar. There it is. Upcoming events. It might be up. Yeah, upcoming events. Wednesday, blah blah blah. It should be, yeah, it should be Steve Spotlight on someone else for the twenty second. The only thing on the twenty second. Yep, that's it. Yeah. Okay. All right. You should be able to turn your microphone on. Okay. Did something go wrong? I don't know. No, you're in there. I see you. Okay. There's a little thing. Did something go wrong? One, two, three, four, five. Six. No, nothing went wrong. Oh, wait. You left and came back. Now you're back. That's weird. Da, 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 da. So there is a microphone button you have to hit above the chat. Oh. Don't hang up. Don't hang up. What is going on? Yeah, you left. Oh, this thing. Because it's got a stupid pop-up ad on top. Oh. That might be blocking me. Just ignore that. Okay, because it says on the top, it says disconnected slash unable to connect. Did something go wrong? 
Computer. Oh, maybe I should try to do it on a computer. Yeah. Does not like my phone. Yeah, I've never done it on my phone. Is there an app? There, yeah, there is an app you can download for it. Okay. I've never done that. All right. Well, I'll try the computer. Okay. This is like amateur hours. It's like talking through. I'm usually very good. That's crazy. Hey, no worries. How was your day? Or should we save all that for later? Yeah, it's fine. Uh, my day was yeah. fine. I, I, I watched The Matrix. The original? No, the new one. You went and saw it. No, it's on, it's on for free on, the, on HBO. That's right. Okay, so without any spoilers whatsoever... Did you like it? Uh, there's some things that I liked and some things I didn't like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. I really want to see it. I'm a big screen guy. Yeah. So I forgot it was on HBO. Why can't I log in? What is going on? Uh, Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm trying to log in. There we go. Oh. Thanks. I feel like everything with technology is like being angry at me today. Yeah. Yeah. It it is unreliable. It really is. I feel like I can't believe I work like this for however long. Yeah. Who's there? Yeah, I was afraid it wasn't going to be. All right. Well, I, I keep asking you questions that I don't want to know, but I do want to know. Do they, okay, so don't, without spoilers again. <laughs> do they give it a good reason how it could possibly happen after the last movie? I mean, is that plausible? Because it really was definitively over. I mean. You can't say anything without spoiling. It's It's not complicated. <laughs> Okay. Not really. Right. Like, if you want to boil it down to, it's not really that complicated why they're still alive. Okay. All right. Well, still, I still feel like that should be on a big screen. There might be some good special effects. Yeah, I think it'll look cool, for sure. Yeah. I love. I saw the new Spider-Man. I love the crap out of that. Yeah. That was pretty amazing. Yeah, I saw that too. That was awesome. Oh, good. Oh, we can talk about that without spoiling. Sorry. We can't spoil it for our listeners. No, we can't. But I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Hey. Hello. So you're in. You're logged in here again. I am. I'm on the PC this time. Okay. okay. Hang 
Hello. Oops. Let me hold on. All right. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, good. I'm going to have to turn the volume yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like a this is like an improv website. This is why I do it on here, and it kind of uploads it as a, a podcast too, which is neat. Uh, but yeah, we've been recording also the whole time. Oh, good. Can you yeah. edit it? <laughs> uh, I can, but I usually don't because I'm lazy. <laughs> oh, good. So, so everything that we were chatting about on the phone was recording, or just now? Yeah. Really no. boring. Everyone wants the to hear whole this time. Part. People will probably fast forward it. That's what I do. <laughs> I want them to be fascinated by me right away. Like just okay. like, oh my god, I did not skip this for the life yeah. of me. I think it's inter- sometimes it's interesting to see how, like, what the. I I wonder. Uh, Eric is the guy. I know that I talked to the guy who made this website, and sometimes I wonder if he listens to that part because he's just like, well, how, what are people trying to do? But I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, it's pretty boring to listen to me trying to log in with my phone. I think, but you know, yeah. this is your thing, so I will, I will trust you in the process. I think it's neat that I that I call you up and then I can talk to you right away and we're talking on the phone. And then if I put you on speaker, I put you near my microphone. I mean, you can still hear it. You'll be able to hear it the whole time. Okay. Uh, but yeah. 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 Here we are. Woo. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, basically what I do here. Um, so you're from, you're from monkey Butler, which is the, like the Denver, uh, improv group that we're a part of. Um, just so that people know, because I've had a few people on here. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah. Why don't you tell me about improv and your, uh, like, what do you think about improv and stuff? (laughs) Well, I found improv by accident. Can we go that far back? How I, how I, how I started it? Sure. Okay. Cause this person really hates the story and she doesn't believe it's true, but I think it's true. So from my point of view, I was at, I was out of work and I was in a network meeting and I was networking just getting sick of it and in the back there was food and legitimately I was single at the point at that time in case my girlfriend hears this then uh, I was chatting with this woman and you know she was saying hey I do improv and I'm like oh that's cool and she goes hey you should come to my show and I'm like oh she's hitting on me this is great. And so I went to their improv show and I like was lingering, lingering and like, you know, said, Hey, we should get a drink afterwards. And I think we did. And I met the teacher and he's like, Oh yeah, you should sign up on, on meetup. And I'm like, Oh sure. And he goes, now if no one's here, you know, just come on in and just go to the basement. I'm like, well, that sounds legit. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, so I kept going because I was like, Oh, this girl seems interesting. She had no, Zero interest in me at, at all. Uh, Besides, I mean, she was nice and we were friends after. But yeah. he was trying to, I think, you know, trying to wrangle people into joining into improv. Uh-huh. So my first night, I so I saw the show. It was it was it was entertaining. Uh, I went up to the house and I sat in front of the house, you know, like half a house down to watch and made sure people actually went in because I didn't want to be chopped up yeah. in the basement. So. 
and it turned out to be legit. So when I performed yeah. several times with them, that's where I met Tom and Ohm and several other people that have moved over to Monkey Butler, and we performed in the in this uh, back of a bar called Grandma's House, and you know the back where they stored all the kegs is where we performed, and it was yeah. fun. I did two or three shows with them, and I don't want to go into too much detail, but that did not work well. And I talked to Tom, and Tom told me about Monkey Butler, and I met Jay, and we were performing off of uh, Washington somewhere. And I've been I've been hooked ever since I started it, but now it's like it's been ramping up, and I'm really enjoying the the Monkey Butler because there's a little bit more structure to it. Where before it was just kind of free fall and whatever he was in the mood, and it kind of seemed like he was like the emperor saying whatever's going to amuse me tonight, you know, make me laugh. Yeah. And, yeah. <clears throat> That's I like that you're saying there's structure. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. I don't, I'm not a structure guy, but I like yeah. that we have at least we have some. You know, you have some sort of plan. Of what's potentially going to happen? Yeah. Like, so I feel like we learn that way. Otherwise, it's, it's it's just not. It wasn't a good learning environment. I think yeah. you need. Unfortunately, even with creativity, I think you need some structure to get the basis of things. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, yeah, totally. That's why I, I, yeah, I think about it with like, like I think I've mentioned this where it's like poetry or whatever, and you're, you know, you have those those types of formats that you write the poem in, and that's because that's not to like make it hard or to for you to, uh, you know, to to ch maybe it's a challenge or something. There probably is some of that, but I think it's just right. to give you kind of something to kind of to go off of, to move in a certain direction. Otherwise it's just, it's just, you have, you have, you have too many options sometimes. Right. I agree. Yeah. And you don't know where you're going. You're trying to figure it all out. And it's like, um, I went to art school. My computer's freaking out. I yeah, went to I art school. Well, I, I unplugged my laptop to get my water because I, you know, moved rooms while we were chatting on the phone and, I decided I'm really thirsty, so I tried to unplug my laptop, get my water, and not miss a beat. Yeah. Like the most of my life, that was less smooth, and I like things. So, anyways, art school. I went to art school. I went from I lived in, grew up in Colorado Springs, and I thought I wanted to get into special effects and 3D animation like everyone else on Earth. Hmm. So I went to art school in Denver, but I talked to an artist. <clears throat> And she said, that in order to get really good fantasy, you need a basis in reality. Mm -hmm. And if your artwork doesn't look believable, no one's going to believe your fantasy. And I think yeah. that that's what, you know, that's what the basis, because everyone wants to be creative and draw dragons and blah, blah, blah. But if the dragon doesn't fit or doesn't yeah. look like it's flying, it's not, you know, doing the right drop shadow or the, or the shading's not right, you're not going to believe it, no matter how good it is. So. Yeah. That's why I like the basis of what we're doing is we're getting a good base for it, and then we can we can uh, play and have fun. Because everyone yeah. everyone asks me is like, well, how do you if it's improv? How are you practicing? Isn't that cheating? I'm like, no. I mean, we're trying to learn the games and we're trying to learn basic story structures and different, you know, how you play with other players. You get to know their strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. And by the time we get to a show, you're not thinking about how the game is played because the game is second nature. You're just thinking about what gifts you were given to you. Yeah. You want to be thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Even though, I've had, yeah. Go go ahead. Oh yeah. Even though I, you know, sometimes I I I look at you in class and like, like I don't know what we're playing, but. <laughs> what? You know, it's, it's some. Well, I mean, you know, sometimes I like to. You know, I look at you. I'm like, because we're doing that montage thing. I'm like, what are you? What are you talking about? And then it just, it just wouldn't click in my brain. And then finally, it's starting to click. So right before our show, which is a good thing. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, I mean, I consider that to be kind of totally open to like, you know, whatever you guys, whatever you want to do, you know? I mean, I think like, I don't know, like, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's one of the forms of it where it's like, I mean, we can talk about like, I mean, I think I have a structure for that in my head uh, that I think I've tried to convey, but like, but yeah, I mean, I think there's also a, a, like definitely like just kind of doing that is just helpful and beneficial. I think kind of the way I learned it, and maybe this colors it differently, is that uh-huh. it was what the group was doing after they did all like they did it like they stayed after to do that. They stayed after to kind of just play and do montages and stuff. Okay. And so to, to me, it's always like the kind of that's the sort of kind of like, you know, the after school sort of, hey, we're going to do this just to hang out sort of part of it. You know, it's like like you know we're just we're just making we're just entirely making stuff up and 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 kind of figuring it out all together yeah and i like that i do and i really do but i guess for me maybe it's because i think there's a little bit of pressure on the show because i'm inviting coworkers ah. and friends and if i feel like that it's not a game that we're solid in that i feel like i'm, I'm worried about being embarrassed which is silly because the whole point of being the improv is just to be yourself and be silly. Yeah. So well, that's why we always talk about games that we like, and I think we always pick games that we're strong at. Yeah. And I haven't got that feeling yet that we're strong in that. But, oh. Yeah. But it was fun last time because we tried something different. And, you know, we have another rehearsal to do it before. And I think yeah. – so the more you do it, yeah, like I said, the more you practice it. Because I'm thinking about – as of last Thursday, I'm still thinking about what the game is versus just taking the gifts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And if Jason's listening, that's why I was arguing with him. <laughs> you arguing with Jason? No, I mean, not arguing, arguing, but I was like, he's like going, let's do it. I'm like, no, let's not do it. I'm like, let's do another naive game because that's where I'm comfortable. And, but it's, it is good to branch out of your, and I was thinking about how I was just limiting my own creativity by wanting to do safe things. Oh. And that's silly. Yeah. Stop being yeah. safe. You know, I, did, I came to that realization after after last time, so. I think even if, like, I don't know, I think most people kind of have seen, like, for what they know of improv and they're willing to go to a show in person, I think they, they, they're familiar with the games. And I think it's, like, they, like, most people are just interested and fascinated enough by the fact that there's a, like a, a form that's kind of far less structured and then just, you can just kind of do anything. I mean, I remember the first time I saw like a longer form and after afterwards, the, the people who did it, they were kind of talking about how to, about how bad of a job they did. But I mean, I was totally fascinated by it. Um, they were just, I remember they, they did a thing where they like, they brought out, there were two kids and they brought out a bike and they were just talking about how the bike was broken and they were like sad that it was broken and then they cut to some other stuff. And like, like you can imagine that. That's not, that doesn't sound like a very interesting or captivating scene, but I thought it was like amazing because I hadn't yeah. seen anything like it. I hadn't seen anything like it before. That's true. So I guess I'm looking at, I'm, yeah, we're our own worst critics. 
yeah, always harsh on myself, and I'm like always worried about like you know, did I do my accent right? And you know, I want to, I want to, then I want to be entertaining for the people who come in. I'm not, I mean, just, just not that don't take this wrong. I'm not worried about being entertaining for each other because we're all experimenting mm-hmm. and trying things. But when you you know, yeah. like coworkers come in like, oh, you're like the funny guy at work. I'm sure this is going to be hilarious. I'm like, sure. They, then, and then as it gets closer to the show, I then I like tell people, well, you remember, you get what you pay for. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess I'm, I guess I'm worried. I guess see, I invite my friends and coworkers, and yet that makes me nervous. It almost seems like it would be more comforting if it's in front of a bunch of strangers, you know? Yeah. So. I think you guys. I think it'll be it'll be great. I'm. Yeah. I feel pretty confident that it'll. Yeah, it always ends up being great. The, the adrenaline happens, and yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, that's always the thing. Anyway, I mean, I think like the fact that you're sitting there and you're like, you know, that those people like that's a, like it's that whole. There's a whole mystique to it if you're not involved in it all the time. That I think we 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 mess up. We we don't we don't get when we're when we're viewing it all the time that it's like yeah you guys are just making it up entirely and you're and you don't know how it's going to go and you're and the fact that you're willing to do that it's like really impressive. That's true. Yeah, yeah. the whole thing is impressive. Even if it's yeah, even if it's even if it is quote unquote bad, which I don't even know. I'm not. I, I'm. I. I don't know. It's always I interesting. Know. I think anyway. Yeah, it is, and I've done a few shows with Monkey Butler now. I'm trying to think how many I've done. I've done, I don't know, six or so probably between Boulder and Oh wow, and Boulder. yeah. So and then you know then he then we have the two Zoom shows as well in there. So you, this yeah, is this is out to be therapy. I think you might have to charge me or bill me for the session. Yeah, then, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if we do that, it's only got to be fifty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got to cut me off as soon as we hit forty nine. Yeah. To make yeah. another appointment. So as as Freud would have wanted, I mean, exactly. I do ask about I ask about it. I ask about I, like I, I, the reason I made this podcast is because I just I do just want it to be like just talking about improv for a while, just because I think that like you don't have as much time to do that. You know, I think um, with practice and everything and kind of stuff like that. Yeah. When we're in. Yeah. We don't talk about the actual improv when we're in class. I mean, I think we you know, chat a little before and we chat on the way out and we just usually discuss what we talked about. But yeah, well, no. sometimes it's good to, do you find it better? You've been, how long have you been in improv? I guess I don't like know seven, this about you. Like, like seven or eight years. Okay. So I'm probably on three, maybe going on four yeah. at this point. So yeah. And how, yeah. where did you, did you start? Where did you start? Not with, with monkey Butler over. Oh, you did. Yeah. Yeah, I did that for like a year, and then I was over at the Voodoo for a while, and I took a class at the Bovine, uh, and then I came back to Monkey Butler, and then I do improv on here online a lot, too. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. I find it, it, I imagine it's probably good to learn from different sources instead of just only one person, and I think that's yeah. where I was getting stuck and. So it's interesting with, you know, other students teaching other students and, and you know, different things. Because it was like, was it a few weeks ago, we're all, all of a sudden using chairs. I'm like, well, no one said we could use chairs. And I was like, so, like, couldn't believe we could use chairs. And that was, I don't know why that was weird. But it was like, yeah. but no one's ever offered up a chair. And it's like, well, that's yeah. a nice little prop. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think the chairs is a super important thing to have. 
And yeah, like I'm the only one who's ever like yeah. I don't I don't know why we do it so often without chairs. That's the that's the crazy thing. We're like the only I don't know if anyone else ever does that. I don't know. That's a really good question. You get tired. You get living... tired yeah, you can get tired of standing too. I mean, it doesn't just like to sit out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember sitting down on the side when we had big shows. And we had like you know two teams and all that, but now we're you know we're down to like four maybe five people on the show. Yeah. And we're going to be on stage the entire time, almost for the for the whole hour or so. Yeah, it keeps your adrenaline going. Say that again. I said sometimes it keeps the adrenaline going if you don't sit down. Yeah, probably. I don't think I did sit down when it, when we had our show, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Do you have a like for the montage for when you are when we are doing just scenes? Just think about it when you're doing a scene. What right. are you What are you doing? What are you trying to do? What's How do you look at it? Um, I try to tell myself like every once in a while I'll see something and I'll say, well, "I have a great joke that'll slip in there," but then I got to tell myself that it's if I force it in, it's not going to work. I learned that early on. Even though I would try, I think it has some zinger, and. Yeah. So it's just a matter of listening and just seeing what I can do to play off of it. Like we always talk about gifts. And so that's becoming more second nature by listening and trying to take. And yes, you know, I know that, you know, everyone says yes, Andy, and that's, you know, very cliche, but it's true. You have to take what they say. and Otherwise you, you tank and, you know, yeah. sometimes depending on who's in the room, it's like, then you get more paranoid about asking when you ask questions, but sometimes I feel like in, in everyday <laughs> life when you're talking, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> but everyday it's life. Not, I mean, it's not, I, I'm, I'm, get, I'm guessing it's not me. <laughs> no, it's not you. It's, let's say it's not one of the, the uh, teacher type people. So, oh, oh. yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't like the, the questions I like, I, I mean, I've, I've told my opinion on this. Like, it, I don't think they, well, the, the bottom line to me is that they don't ruin the scene. That's my main thing. So it's like, yeah. if they don't ruin the scene, then why are we acting like they do? Like, I mean, it's not that big of a problem in my mind. I don't think so either. And then, but if we had, how, how would we have this conversation? And I'm just seeing now I'm asking a question without asking the other questions. It doesn't, it doesn't dampen yeah. what we're doing. It just it keeps the flow going. Because I mean, everyday conversation, you're, you do ask questions, but I, I get that they can, it can stop things at certain points, but yeah. Well, I think it, well, if in an improv scene, it's like, you should know what's going on. Like you shouldn't be like, if we're actually like, if, if we shouldn't like in a, in a, in an improv scene, we shouldn't be like, Oh, where are we? Like, that's obviously a question you should avoid because you should just make it up and know, right. You should yeah. just take ownership of it. But like, yeah, like just like, as, who as, are you? as a yeah, who are you? We, oh, I don't know you, or I don't know what's going on. That makes sense. Like, I mean, saying saying the like as a statement, I don't know where we are, I don't know what's going on, and I don't know who you are. Those are just equally as bad, and they're not even questions. So it's not the yeah. question that's the problem. It's not knowing that's the problem. Right. It seems like if we if you ask questions about the crow, then it maybe becomes the problem. Yeah. You well, know? I mean, okay. what what are we going to do is also kind of in the same sort of. Just you're, ultimately, either you or your partner has to make that up. If it's something you guys have to make up anyway, you might as well not ask it. That's yeah. probably true. But sometimes that slips out. Like people ask that and that happens. And what, what happens when that happens? The other person just makes the thing up. So, yeah. so it's no big deal. 
it just I don't it, think so it, either. Yeah, it does slow the scene down. Like it, like I mean, you know, because you can get to the point faster. Obviously, if you're like, well, why does there have to be that little bit of back and forth? So I can I I can understand that why generally just cut to the chase all the time. You know, like just get it out there. But yeah. I, like I said, I don't think it's the biggest problem. <laughs> like, no, like I mean, or the or the thing you should be focusing on. Yeah, there's much bigger problems than scenes that we have. So <laughs> I'm trying to. I guess sometimes I feel like I'm I'm thinking of feedback that I've been getting over year, over the year from different people, and trying to stick with an accent because I know if I go into an accent or you know I'll slip out and then like halfway through like oh I'm supposed to be talking like an Italian person or you know. Yeah. But whatever made up accent I had last week, yeah. which I think was, was hilarious, but it was, and then I had that really weird sense because I was doing that, that, I don't know if you remember that accent I was doing. It was somewhere between Russian and Swedish and yeah. some other made up language. Yeah. And I started, I started seeing Jason's face crack a little bit, like he was going to laugh. Mm-hmm. And for some reason that really floated my boat. Cause you know when you watch this now, and they crack and they make each other bust. Yeah, that's what you want to be doing. I feel I find that hilarious. And then all of a sudden, my head was like, "I'm going to make Jason try to laugh at every scene." And I'm like, "Well, no, I can't do that. You can't try to do it." But it's just it's funny when you, yeah. I guess, when you feel comfortable enough with someone that you know that they're going to, you know, let you be silly. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's Let's that's a good feeling. Why. Yeah. Yeah. I think that. I think the going in and out of the accent is something everybody does, but I think, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I, well, I mean, at least people struggle with it. I've heard that a lot. Um, I think, um, you know, I think for one thing, people don't notice it a whole lot. They know, they know, I think they're following along and they usually just accept that you're still playing that character. Even if you kind of slip out of the accent a little bit and you always yeah. have to try to say something like, you know, the main thing that they're saying, like just like that gets you into the accent. Like I think it's okay to just say that thing again to get back into the accent that you had. Right. You were doing. That's true. And then the you know in body posture. That's you know I feel like that I need might need a lesson in, in in acting or something with more more body postures and just because Tom Tom had mentioned that to me too. It's like, well if you're gonna be a valley girl, don't stand there like Joel, basically. Or yeah. If you're gonna be Emmeline. And so, well, what do you what do you think about when you're going to a scene? What is your what are your thoughts? Because I, I guess I want to be I want to be witty and and I want to be interesting. I don't yeah. want to just it's not like always. I, yeah. I don't promise that <laughs> or think that I'm able to to do that. Um, I think at the very top, like there's a few choices that are made right at the beginning, which is the the yeah the accent and the body posture and the character i think a lot of those are since those are conveyed through those things all of those decisions are made right away so you, get, you just have to be aware of that and that's why that's one of the, the things where i try to do those exercises where you do that make that decision right away um but after that i think usually i am listening to my partner and in, in seeing what they think is going on and then i'm also throwing out stuff that's going on too I'm making sure I like the, I like the idea that there's a whole bunch of elements of the scene that are that are you know that what's going on in the scene is what we're making up first and both both people are kind of throwing those out and so that we we both have you know the that sort of 
neither person made up the whole th- I mean, no, neither person makes up the whole scene right so right. we get to a we get to a point where we've both made something up so then we're, we're we're there's no way that we could have the whole thing planned because because that's impossible we just you made up some things i made up some other things we're definitely both in a position where we're now making things up completely um right. I, I think I, I think that's a point to get to and to make sure that that's where you're at um but i think after that there's if there's emotions and i try to play those logically and clearly and demonstrate those and make those clear and obvious um there's there's the logic just following the logic of what's happening i think is really important too like what's the what's the actual like not even being creative like what is the the actual logic of this in in some way and not and and being trying to stay true to that because i think if if you're chasing other stuff or trying to I, i don't know like trying to be funny or anything like i don't think that makes sense like i mean you know like you can't do anything that's not logical you know like like I think that's a big part of it. Like what, what's the genuine re reality here and trying to make that just be clear and make that make things follow. Right. So um, it doesn't leave the other person kind of standing there going and shaking their head. Oh yeah. So, well, I think a, a lot, you should give the other person what they're expecting a little bit. Like they shouldn't be wonder. Yeah. Like you said, they shouldn't be scratching their head. They should, it should make sense. Right. Um, you, you know, if if you're on a date and they you know tell you that you suck, you should be offended at that. You know, even if you think it's, fu- I don't know, could it be funny to like being called you suck and like you're uh, like maybe maybe that could be funny. But I think like for the most part, like 90% of the times, you got to just follow the logic of what the normal regular logic of what the entire situation is. Otherwise, everyone's right. lost if there's no continuity at all. Right. Um, so I think that's like, I would call that playing it real. You can play the emotions. And then there's also, you know, what I think the game is into a long form, which is um, there's uh, there's all the, these things that have been mentioned and that have come up into the scene. And you're just making connections back to them. Like, like I don't know, I do that a lot. Like, what what does this have to do with anything we've already said or done? And try to figure that out and try to make that clear. Because I think that also kind of brings, brings the continuity to it. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, you, like you were saying, it kind of brings it all together if you follow the continuity versus, because then if you lose the audience, then you're then everyone's lost. Yeah, you're, well, yeah. If you're trying to force a reality that doesn't make sense, then the audience can't follow, and then your scene partner or partners can't follow either, and then it just becomes a mess. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm kind of like, yeah. I, f- I find myself sometimes saying to my scene partner, it's like, this is the logical outcome of what I just want to be clear. Like, we'll go this way. But I'm saying to you, this is this is the logic of it. Like, I mean, that it's just how it is. And, and I'll say it like in that tone and everything, just because I think it's like, I think people need to hear that. It's like, this is what you're making up right now. Like, you do know that, right? Like, right. you know, like, I don't, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, can you hear Can you hear yourself? Can you, can yeah. you actually are you believing your own even your own words so yeah i don't know i think that's yeah. fun to do and certain people um, and then also when you play with certain people have different energies to play off of as well and i think yeah. uh, a higher energy tends to bring out the your better side who me well me i'm saying well i think so because i remember when you and I were in, in class together and when you weren't in the teacher role that you had this really good energy that I was 
kind of felt like it brought me up. Yeah. You know, and it made I don't me know. want to do, yeah. do better. Because, you know, uh, you've been, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Not just I, you. I don't, want, I don't want to go to your head. Come on. Ah, too late. <laughs> uh, I'm, no. <laughs> I'm nat- natural, like, probably, you've noticed, like, I hope, I assume this is obvious. Like, I'm pretty, like, a high energy person to begin with. You are. Um, usually. And, yeah, I don't know. I think that helps with improv. It does. I don't know where it I'm does. going. Yeah, um, I mean, no, I've come into class, like, you know, not feeling it. I think it's like maybe like the second week I was on there, I was tired. And, like, and you were like, do you want to do this? I'm like, mm, no, I don't think I want to do this tonight, this part. <laughs> and then after forcing yourself to do it, it kind of, it, it's been kind of therapy, not to jump subjects, but I mean, it's gotten me out of funks. Like there's a lot of times where, you know, when you go home and it's dark and you don't want to get out of the house and you're just, you know, you had a oh, long yeah. day at work and, you, and then, you know, I do customer service and I'm just tired of talking with people sometimes. Yeah, you know, I, got, no, I, totally I don't understand. do business all the time, but you're like the last first last thing I want to do is talk tonight, and then but it's yeah. different and it, it makes you feel better. I think it's bringing out these endorphins, and I usually feel, you know, pretty spastic after. It takes me a little while to to calm down and go to bed. Yeah, because it kind of, it gives me this energy. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. I get that all that. I totally identify with everything you said. Uh, yeah. Oh. And oh, I feel you, like the, oh, you, the yeah. what? Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you had. You feel like you had something big going in your I head. Had nothing. I, hear I had oh, okay. nothing. I wonder why. I guess I didn't know improv really existed up until four years ago, and I feel like it's been missing out of my life. That I really wish that I had gotten. I knew about it like ten years ago. I mean, I'm seeing like Line for like twenty years, however long it's been on. You know, way back and even in the in the UK, I've been watching it, but I just never thought that I would be part of it. Yeah. And now that I do it, I can't see myself not doing it. Yeah. I can see myself I, taking I, a break I, there, but. Yeah, that always amazes me that it's it's not as popular as it is because I mean I, I mean obviously I really enjoy it, but I, I I understand other people are whatever. They don't they don't like getting up in front of crowds or that's that's probably a big hurdle for some people. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. I like I, yeah, I mean, improv was exactly something that I was probably looking for for a long time, and then um, didn't 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 do it because I mean, I, what I was first into was like, you know, I would write a lot. Um, I still do, like you're just doing free writing, and that's why I encourage you know you guys to do that too. Is to to, to I, I think it's helpful. Know. It probably is, and I've been told I should journal and all that fun stuff. I'm just yeah, <laughs> but there's lots of reasons I think it's helpful. But but anyway. Um, but I mean, that's, yeah, I think that's just wanting to, cause I used to th- think about like, I would want to be like a director, like a movie director. And I, oh, I have all these ideas, but it's I like, so too. I, I, want yeah. that same, yeah. I wanted to be a director for a long time. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. But like I figured out, you know, trying to make movies and stuff is that that's really complicated. That's a really complicated art form. And it's, and it's one where you have to rely on other people to, I mean, improv the same way. Um, but yeah. in directing far more, you'd be far more organized and people have to prepare, and there's all this kind of stuff involved. So directing is really complicated. Um, yeah. But Personally, writing, yeah, writing is simpler. Um, you can do that all the time, no matter what. Like you just need to be a- away from distractions. I mean, there's nothing stopping you really from writing because it's all up to you. And with writing, you can convey all the same stuff. I mean, kind of. You know, I mean, it's like it's it's right. an art form that's as as expressive as any. It's 
you know, it's, it's as expressive as it possibly can be because it's just putting letters after each other. And, you know, right. And you can say whatever you want. Yeah. Um, and the only person stopping you is you. That was after yeah. That's what yeah. I'm getting today. But yeah. And so it's, so it's, so it's more direct way than directing, but then improv is more direct also because, you know, it gets rid of a lot of that kind of planning um, stuff and all this other things that are complicated. I mean, even like, even more so than, than writing, you might have an editing phase and stuff, which is different, a different part of it. Whereas improv doesn't never, doesn't ever have that. Yeah. I was actually painfully shy in high school. Yeah. Like I was, I was smart, not to brag, but, and I knew most of the answers, but I was so afraid of raising my hand and maybe getting it wrong and any sort of reaction of people looking at me. And it was like, I couldn't talk in front of people. And I started doing like networking because I was doing this, the sales thing on the side and I had to go to networking groups and talk in front of crowds and that helped me bring me out of my shell. But then the improv is just completely, you know, made me a much more, well, I'm at, you know, I'm not a total extrovert, but I have like introverted tendencies as well. But the extrovert side, I do find that I, I get energy from, from being in front of people or making someone laugh. And yeah. And so I do get a lot of energy from that. And I'm, where I used to be afraid of talking in front of people. Now I don't, I don't really care. And so yeah. that's a big, thing. I think that's going to help me in my career as I go down the road as well. You know, you yeah. can't, they can't always be funny, but the, you know, thinking on your feet and listening to others and just kind of moving things along. I think that's, it's also, that sounds cheesy, but it sounds, it's also kind of a life skill. Oh yeah. In work. Listen up kids. That's right. Yeah. Everyone out there. Everyone out there. <laughs> take improv and you'll be better at work. Yeah. But then you have uh, the silly thing like, like the office, like when when Michael was in improv and he was just the complete opposite of what you should be in improv. Yeah. And you know, and people get that. And I think that's what they think improv is kind of for for people like Michael, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's another interesting kind of in the the way people are familiar with improv is from that, like you can kind of see. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Was, like, yeah, yeah. it seems it, it, it makes it obnoxious. Like, it really does. And then the people hear improv, are like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Or they think you know, like, well, someone tell me a joke. I'm like, uh, I'm really bad at telling jokes, believe it or not. Yeah, I don't tell jokes. But no, I I'm really not great at that. So, you just, so I, I have a whole, yeah, I feel it's, I feel it's great um, that people can stand in front of a crowd and write material like that. So I, let me know if I'm just over, over, over talking myself or talking too much, but there was an instance when I uh, went to a work event. It was like the first time, I think the first time I went to a trade show with this company I'm currently at. And we had this big company dinner, and we were split off in in, in you know tables of, of like eight to ten people. And I didn't I knew these people on the phone. I never met them in person, so it was kind of fun. So you know we, they were drinking a little bit too, but I decided to, what I should I said people, someone said, hey Joel tells jokes, he does improv. I'm like tell us a joke. I'm like all right, I don't do that. But so I sat around and I explained what story structure was really quick. And then I just went in a circle and I just prompted them for all the story structure. And we went around in a circle doing each part of it. And people thought it was a blast. And we did it like 
three or four times, and people just yeah. couldn't get enough of it. Yeah. And I thought that was that was a really good bonding because everyone the next day said that was fun, and you know, I mean, there's no reason the next day to say it's fun if it isn't. I think, you know, a, yeah. So, oh, and I thought that was that was a good bonding, and like it got everyone involved, and yeah. like helped explain why I don't tell jokes. Yeah, yeah. People need that outlet. You know, they need to like use their imagination. Um, and I don't know how. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't think most people have do that very often you know and and it, that kind of having a structure sort of way to do it is beneficial for them yeah it was, yeah i think yeah they really kind of got it i mean a couple of classes of wine didn't hurt either but it was memorable and then they when i got in the car with a smaller group they're like let's do it again in the car i'm like all right and wow <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, that's always fun when you can when you can't when you're you can't like I mean it's like a car like a like a game in the car. That's why people play like you know the alphabet game or something. It's like just it's just fun to pass the time and if you can get people like on board with it it's like you know yeah. then you're on a diff, you're 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 all in a different mental place than than if you're just like you know how normal things are. Yeah, or if you're stuck in traffic, it's a good way to you know pass time, or you know you're on a long commute and you're just like, well, let's listen to NPR and you know. But I we've been listening to NPR this entire this entire road trip, and I just don't think that I I can't I can't take it for I just can't take it anymore. Yes. Yeah, so what I'm gonna do is go over to a classic rock station and. <laughs> yeah. Not talking at all. <laughs> well, oh, like I okay. It looks like the knob just fell off, so it does look <laughs> like we're stuck here in the car talking to each other for a while. Yeah. Well, what should we talk about? Hey, let's talk about the weather. That would be it, fascinating. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. I I know. I know that it's at the top of your head because. You know, it was the weather report that was going on before I interrupted and decided to to complain about the NPR. But it, it does. It looks like very nice weather out here in the in the Nevada in Nevada. Yes, we're you know it's you know it's desert. We're in the couple hundred degrees, and you know, let's just hope we don't you know have to get out and die or or just yeah well. I'm. I mean, I for one am looking forward to 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 seeing the that dinosaur the dinosaur dig that we're. Go That's what I'm. I mean, I don't want to die, obviously, but also I am just looking forward to this. You know, to the journey we're going on. Well, yeah. I mean, who doesn't dig dinosaurs? I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, I mean, certainly the scientists who uh, discovered them dig <laughs> dinosaurs, right? Right. They right. dig everything. So. Yeah. <laughs> sort of their job. I, I'm very. Uh, 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 thanks for driving, by the way, because I just, I, ca I couldn't, I, 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 I just, I, I just appreciate it. I know you're putting in a lot of effort on this, on this road trip. I, well, you're really good with the snacks. I find that you know, yeah. you, you can read my, might read my right. mood, and you can say, you know what, this is a, this is a not a regular M and M. This is a peanut M and M moment. Yeah. 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 I mean, I got yeah. I I am prepared for I'm I'm prepared for the plain M and M moments. I'm prepared for peanut M and M moments, and even those kind of tricky almond M and M moments. I'm I'm ready to go on all of those. You're a master with the with the with the M and M, my friend. And 
And the fact that when you know I need caffeine and when, you know, just need some Gatorade to, to hydrate and just power through. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty amazing moment. Yeah. Because there is, there are moments here as we're driving where, I mean, if we don't power through, I do feel like this Nevada sun is going to just blare down on us and bake us inside of this car unless we start, you know, just, just powering through it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's too bad that the AC conked out, but you know, and we, we sit in the car, we yell at each other with the windows down. I think we'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, that does mean yeah. if, if I was like, I'm glad we're able, we're able to, we're, I think we're making great, great progress having a conversation. If I was trapped in my skull right now, I don't know. My thoughts would just be swirling around, like just banging on the sides of my skull, trying to get out. Like, you know, that's, that's where I would be with my thoughts. Yeah. Well, then if it gets out, then I think it's not going to end well for me. No, no, no. You don't want those, those, those kind of, uh, uh, like, you know, uh, trapped thoughts, like kind of, you want my thoughts to be free flowing. That's, that's the, that's the, that's kind of where, where I'm at, where I'm at in a good place. We're at plain M&M territory right now. That's where I want to be. Right. And you know, you let the pressure out slowly, gradually. Because, you know, road, road demons are the worst. Yeah. I don't want to suffer any road demons. I mean, no, I feel like... I don't want the out, no, no. Out no. here in the Nevada desert where it's just so hot, I think it really is, this is the, like the most, the place where demons would manifest the most. Yeah, I mean, they do, they do dig heat, don't they? I mean, that's what we're, we're all taught, that demons love the heat. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I they mean, go in bed. It's hot in your head. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. When I get all when I, when I don't have a release, you know. But if the steam, like I like with a like a teapot, if I, there's a release and the steam is able to seep out, you know, the demons don't go there. But if they keep the yeah. steam in, then you get all, you know, just like just like any teapot, right? What happens? You scream and shout. That's how it goes. Right, and this is you know a little bit people know that's the origin of the, of the term hothead. Ah, yeah, and all steamed up. I'd ima- I mean, I'd imagine. I'm absolutely. Well, you know it what? Back to demon heat. Yeah. I am. <laughs> I feel like I'm learning so much more than when we had NPR on. I mean, that. I mean, you know, that uh, that expose of like, uh, yeah. I mean that that expose of rulers that they were talking about, like. Like I mean, twelve inches. I mean, they just kept going on and on. You know, it's, I, I I feel like that. This hot head is. I'm learning so much more. Exactly. I mean, then they started talking about metric. I mean, you know, we're not going to yeah. do the metric. We're we're Americans. We're not, we're never going to switch. We should because yeah. divisible by ten is better. But road yeah. demons and hotheads and you know, right. keeping I want, an open mind. I want to be traveling down my demon-filled roads. Going miles per hour, thank you very much, not kilometers per hour. Thank you. And you can't measure M&Ms in the metric system. No. That's insane. I mean, mean, technically you could, but it is an affront to uh, just, uh, you know, my feelings really more than anything. I agree (laughs) with that. Yeah, and I want to have 12, not 10 M&Ms. 
Okay. 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 I'll just. I I have been care- very carefully placing them out here, counting on the dashboard for the past for the past couple of minutes. I'll I'll just start all over. Just put them back in the bag. It's okay. There there's a candy shell, so they're not all melted or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, you're good at what you do. I'm not arguing yeah. at all. It's you know. Yeah. You're, oh. You're a professional. What? Oh yeah. There's uh there's someone there's someone on the on the road there. It just uh, looks like a, maybe like a hitchhiker. I think we should oh. pick him up. Sure. You think so? Or I, I mean, I, I just got to throw this out there. I think there's a very high probability that it's going to be a demon. Yeah, but if we give him M&M's, it might cool him off. You're just, wait, just, just, I see that you're kind of slowing down a little bit. So we do have a little bit of time to hash this out before we pass this, this person by, but I just want to point out that your, your first instinct with a demon is to bargain with them. <laughs> I'm open-minded and that's another thing. Letting the pressure out also probably comes to the term of open-mindedness. Okay. Uh, I, or maybe okay, demons falling out of your head and splitting your head open might be open-minded, yeah. but... Right. So I mean, that's kind of the the kind of concept of open mindedness. I mean, it depends how how open minded you want to go. I mean, you know, the, the the like, you know, it's like you're not necessarily going into the peace and love direction if you're going to be open minded. That could you could also just be a hitchhiker who's yeah chopping heads off exactly like you said, or chopping in the heads. Yeah. As it were. Yeah. So maybe we shouldn't pick him up. Okay. Or the demon up. Uh-huh. The gender okay, neutral demon. I see that you. Well, yeah, you, you, you do know they sometimes do have those. Uh, anyway, there's a whole gender thing going on with the demons a lot of time. Anyway, but but look, anyway, I do see that you're kind of inching up on those miles per hours and and kind of kind of going faster now. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's yeah. Let's just get, we have got a good thing going. Okay. Oh, okay. Extra demons. As you fly by, I am going to just throw throw ten M and M's at him just as a sign of goodwill. Right, and hopefully it's a metric demon because if you if you throw ten and he's imperial, he's gonna be mad that there's not two there's two missing. Oh, oh, you th- okay? I see. I see. Here go. Well, I I didn't. I uh, it, it, it I, well, I do want to report. It it does look like several of those uh, M and M's did hit that demon like right in the right all over the place, just right in his head. Yeah. Well, you may want to lower your visor. There's a mirror on there and um. You can okay. see what I'm seeing. I, I think those are wings scouting. Okay. So, hey, isn't that interesting? It, it was a demon. I mean, that was kind of just a hypothetical now, but I mean, it was a demon. That's that's pretty it, it, crazy. It, it, they do come out. They do come out here to Nevada. They really do. And you, yeah. And you would think, you know, if, if he could fly, why was he hitchhiking? Yeah. Hey, you know what? That's a really good point. That's kind of some some bullshit that he's uh he's out here like expecting us to like take care of him, be like a good Samaritan when the whole time he can just take care of himself or herself. What a lazy little bastard he was. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? He comes. He, that demon comes on over here. I'm not. I'm not sharing any M and M's uh, at, at all. I mean, he can rip into my flesh, whatever. But uh, that, none of these M and M's are going to be for uh, for him. <laughs> Yeah, and he is not getting in the back seat. You know what? If he takes over, if he if he catches up to us, you know, maybe I'll let him drive so we can keep an eye on him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, or, well, for one, well, I, you know what? I, 
I mean, if the demon wants to drive, I think that might be good for a couple of reasons because I would imagine a demon would be like have a have a heavy foot, you know, they have a lead foot and they'd probably drive pretty fast. Yeah. And that would give me a chance yeah. to take a nap because I have been driving for a while. Yeah. I mean, hey, like I said, you deserve it. You know, and by the way, here you go. Here's another. We are, we are, now that we're being chased and we're sort of in a, in a chase situation, we are, I do feel this is a, a peanut butter M&M sort of situation. So you can, here, here's a, here's a 12 peanut M&Ms for you. Perfect. You know, the protein is going to get us a long way here at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah it is. It'll help you out a little bit, you know, to like uh, prevent you from, you, get, you, get, you start, you start eating that, you start body starts processing that protein. It'll perk you up a little bit. I, I agree. And I'm going to just, I, I can be a lead foot like a demon. Yeah. Not yeah. of the demon lead foot. Yeah. Hell on wheels. Hell on wheels, speed. my ass. You can be your own hell yeah. on wheels. Yeah. Speed demon, my ass as well. All the, all the demon, demon vehicle metaphors, a bunch of nonsense. We are learning a lot tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, oh, we cut, we cut to, uh, we cut to the dinosaur dig. So, so I'm just saying, I'm just saying this, like it, like it really does look like, I don't want to say it, but this, this, this dinosaur, it looks kind of demonic to me. We got here so fast. We really, we made some great time. Yeah. And I, I mean, okay. <laughs> getting back to it, right. Getting back to Misa telling you, you drove so fast. We got here all the way to the dig. Uh, we didn't even get through all of the the Powerade that we had, but I mean, here we are. I think it would be we can drink the Powerade at the dig. I mean, maybe we can help the archeo- I mean, archaeologists. We can like pour it on the on the dusty bones, and we can see what's what's under them. Okay. Hey, you know what? As like dinosaur scientists, which is what we are, I'm fully right. on board with experimenting there because that, because the scientists experiment, right? So I'm going to take this femur. I'm going to pour right. some of this purple, purple, okay. Now you, you take notes, I guess. That's what the other scientists should be doing as I'm conducting this experiment. Right. Exactly. You're, you're in the driver's seat this time, so to speak. Ah, ah, yes. Ah. And you, and you are the, the, the faithful M&M, M&M provider and counter. Right. That's what you are doing by taking notes. Taking notes. That's all Right. All right. I'm just, I'm just you know, shaking up the, the blue Powerade a little bit because you're supposed to shake it, shaking it up a little yeah. bit here. Well, you don't want settled stuff on a no. on a bank. No, you need, you need no. fully blue, full blue. No, no, it says... It says to shake it, the Powerade, when, when you buy it. It says it right on the bottle. I mean, I'm just following the directions. Oh, of course, yeah. No, as a scientist would, you're, you know, you want to make sure that all the data is input yeah. correctly. And, mm-hmm. you know, we shake. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I'm counting your shakes. So we, every time we open up a new bottle, I'll know how many shakes we have. Right. You know, good. First of all, good. We need, we, I'm, I am glad we can review that data later when we, when we kind of, you know, get in front of the the review board who give us our grants for our money to keep continuing doing our digs and keep us supplied with Gatorade. Uh, I'm glad we'll have that data. Yeah. And maybe we can get a sponsorship. Yeah. Well, you, for more days. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm okay yeah. with, yeah, I'm okay really? with Gatorade branded shovels, aren't you? I mean, uh, 
I mean, if, if, it's, if it's a sports drink, I think a sports drink is really related. Espe- and especially, I think a really good pitch is, you know, once I pour this Gatorade on, on this femur, like, I mean, if it works really well, it makes, then it will make sense for us to be, you know, sponsored by Powerade slash Gatorade. I, yeah, and they won't need sports figures anymore because this will be way bigger. Yeah, yeah, I mean, right. Yeah, I mean, the kids, the kids are going to be thinking, hey, I want to be just like those dinosaur scientists who get their dinosaur bones extra clean and stuff with, the, with all the Gatorade that they pour on them. See, you see the big picture. That's what I like about you. The big picture is, is, is not lost on you. No. You know. That's right. Yeah. Even though we're scientists, I hate to bring up Jurassic Park. Uh, but imagine how okay. cool the DNA would be with a different color of Gatorade. Oh, okay. You're saying that uh, now I'm about to drop some Gatorade on the swimmer, but you're saying is if the bones were multicolored and stuff, like you think that would bring in more tourists, much like live dinosaurs did in the film Jurassic Park. Exactly. Yes. Because we're not, you know, we're not going to clone DNA. I mean, we, we, we have the ability. I mean, clearly, we're scientists. Yeah. But we've learned, yeah. we've learned from the movies, and we're not one yeah. to repeat history of the right. movie mistakes. That would right. be silly. So we, yeah, of course, we're not going to repeat that. We're going in this clear, obvious, regular direction of pouring, you know, sports drinks onto dinosaur bones. That's the future. That's where really where the direction the science is pointing. Absolutely. All right, here goes. Oh, yeah, it's a perfectly, perfectly blue femur. That's amazing. You know, I have some orange Gatorade. How about we put that on the the old uh, other bone name I can't think of off the top of my head. It it got really hot in the car. I can't think of other bones. Hey, hey, you don't got to tell me. You know, this, that, that's the thing. When I get all steamed up and I get a little hot-headed, the first thing that, you know, when the, when the anger demon gets into my head, the first thing that leaves is the name of all these complicated bones. Exactly. That, see, you get me. This is yeah. why, you know, we can take turns. You can drive metaphorically here. I can drive literally on the road. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're, right. you know what I feel? I feel close because we're each other's navigators. That's right. That's right. I'm going to uh, take some of this orange and put it on this other who knows what type of bone it is, and we'll just figure that out later when we get back to the university. Exactly. You know, that's what the interns are for. They can name things. Yeah. I'm not. I, I'm not, Yeah. The, in, the, the interns, the what? The, the TAs? <laughs> the teacher's assistant? Yeah. Hey, you can do. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. We, we're, you know, we're, we're the smart ones. We don't need, we don't need to do all this. Once we get, oh yeah, once we get the sponsorship, I mean, we could have, we could, we can afford all of the TAs and interns that we want. You know, we could, we could just, we could just go nuts with all that. Hmm. Oh. We can create a new field. We can create art science where they can figure out the different colors, how they go together and how they Mm -hmm. please Mm -hmm. other people's eyes and the harmonious flow of bones. And when I see all of the people leave the museum, I can detect, definitely detect in their eyes like a 
want and desire for more psychedelia stuff going on in their science. It's just all too boring and straightforward. Yeah. I mean, we're going to be like the Hamilton of museums. Oh, oh man. There's uh, oh, that, that demon just swooped down upon us. Oh man. Uh, oh, remember that guy? He's still following us. He took the Gatorade. Oh man. We need that how in order we... to clean our dinosaur bones. And yeah. How are we going to color them with water? That's insane. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there, if we do that, everyone's going to be bored at the museums, and we're not going to get interns and, and TAs. Demon ruin everything. Oh, oh no! He's 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 coming! He's coming straight down at us with his with his teeth brandish and his claws. And we cut to uh, just like we we cut to the 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 museum, and we're 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 in the there, and there's a big crowd, and we're talking. So. So look, it really did work. There's there's just tons of people here. This is amazing. Yeah, and we actually have the demon pinned on a wall like a butterfly behind us. That's you know, it was a very by the way, just let me tell you, it was yeah. a very scary situation when the demon was attacking and his claws were coming out. But right. I am so glad that he's currently pinned up on the wall like a butterfly. Right. I mean, if only we had time, we could tell all of these fans how that happened, but it's sad we're right. at the end of the night. It's too bad. Yeah. It's, it's, a great, it's a great story. We'll have to come back. Yeah. I feel, I feel famished from all of the various, you know, dinosaur scientists just, you know, talking we've already had to do this evening. And I don't think we could, we could fit in that, like, yeah, that, that story. I mean, that story deserves more than us being exhausted while telling it. Exactly. You know, I could use an M&M. Oh, sh oh yeah. Well, they're absolutely uh, right. Right. You know, I, I did grab a whole bunch uh, that the, from the catering uh, at the museum. So here, here's uh, this. This very much feels like a, a peanut M&M situation. So here you are. Yeah, we need we need our strength. Oh my goodness! You filled my lab coat full of M&Ms. You. Yeah. You know me. You you are yeah. good to me. Right. Well, I knew I knew how much you know talking to the public and discussing dinosaur bones exhausts you and so forth, and that you need you'd need some energy throughout the night. Yeah. Now, now check your left pocket. Check what? your left pocket. Oh my goodness! Hey, it's a it's a it's a road map of the journey we had taken to drive over to get the dinosaur bones. It is, and I highlighted our exact route. Wow. What a, that's the, hey, how, how did you, I, I, you know, I am one of those really people who loves the nostalgia and taking mementos home from a road trip. How did you know that that's what I wanted? I, you know what? If we listened to NPR, I wouldn't have known that about you. Yeah. Hey, that is a very good point. And you know what? I also, another reason I hate NPR is because people don't go to museums anymore because they can just think they can just learn everything they need to know from listening to NPR. And that's ridiculous. It's insane. A power podcast? Come on. No. Yeah. Nothing, I, good on a, nothing educational on a podcast. No. Nobody learns anything there. You know, it, what, you really need to, to go out and get in front of multicolored dinosaur bones or, be, or stare face to face with a demon pinned to the wall screaming its head off. That's the real kind of visceral experience people need. That's life, my friend. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, they need to get out of their houses. They need to get onto the, the, the open road, driving out, out to the museum, someone navigating. They need to do all, all that stuff. They have to experience life. They need to find their M&M partner. They need to get out and they need to talk. And, and you know what? Down with NPR. That's the last time I'll say that. But Yeah. Although they did, they did uh, generously offer to promote our, show, our, our museum show that we are currently having. But I really feel like, uh, you know, our, our work kind of speaks for itself. And we're really the ones who promote ourselves in our own way, just the same way we promote Powerade. Right. And we have our Powerade lab coats now. I think that's, yeah. you know, we, need, we don't need to get greedy. Right. You know, those old, those old white lab coats without, that didn't have like a, like a corporate branding on them. I mean, they were just so dull and boring. I was falling asleep at all of the dinosaur digs. I know, and then when we ate dinner, it would stain so easily. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I, I mean, you yeah. know, we like to eat. We like to we like to eat and drink. I mean, if you know, when you're wearing your blue lab coat, you wear your blue, you drink your blue Powerade. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. That you never look double when you matching colors. No. no, you just got to be careful that when you're drinking a certain color of Powerade to make sure you have your lab coat with you. And by the way, put that lab coat on slowly, buddy, because it's probably filled with M&Ms in the pockets. Yeah. And you don't want to spill that because if the demons no. get hold of it, then it's all yeah. over. Yeah. As the, we know from one time. Yeah. I mean, if the demons are coming at you, it's probably going to, it's probably, I mean, we lucked out. Okay. I mean, because I was pretty sure that demon was going to just tear our heads off and so forth. And, I, th yeah, I think that's what we were talking about. That's what they do. They split your head open. But we really showed him. We, we did. We had, a, we had a lot of teeth, if you think about yeah. it. That I mean, I, I, I think there was venom spitting out of his right, mouth. Right, yeah. I mean, I, I left counting the number of teeth up to you because I thought you were taking those kinds of notes, but I'm just going to take your word for it. He probably does have a lot of razor-sharp teeth. Yeah, after 75, the number becomes a lot. Yeah. I feel yeah, like I need to actually have an accurate count after 75. Yeah. And that I was mean, just I, on the top row. Yeah. I, I think most, most scientists agree with that conclusion. You know, once you just get to the number 75 of counting something, you just put 75 on there and move on with your science. See, exactly. This is another educational point we're teaching everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's, and then, that's, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, wings, what? the wingspan doesn't matter, but no, there was that extra wind generator when he when he flapped his wings, and I remember you. Mm -hmm. I can't remember what you said to that point. It was really right. inspirational to get us out of that. Yeah, oh, it was inspirational. I I actually do remember. I said, when you when you, when you stare up into that wingspan, you remember that that's a that's an imperial wingspan because this is America. And even though that demon's attacking us, it's an American demon who, 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 who uses feet and inches and so forth. So God right. bless America. God bless America and the American demons. Yeah. And I think invoking God's name weakened the demon somehow. And that's why we were able to overcome him. I mean, I think that's what, that's probably, that's what happened. I'm saying that's what happened. Yes. I mean, no one, you know, no one needs to know we were curled up in a fetal position saying, dear God, help us. 
No. But no. No. No, that doesn't need no. to be advertised. No. No, no, no. Why? Look, what, basically, we fought off the demon with our pride and uh, our inspirational love of America and the God-blessed America. That's what overcame the demons. It wasn't shrill, terrified, fetal position screaming. It, and it was, and and the extra snacks we had too. Don't yeah. forget that important fact. Well, we were we were fully. We had plenty of. M&M filled calories and sugary sugar and protein and so forth as you would right. want in such a battle and also the Gatorade yeah. is all well hydrated with the electrolytes. Yeah, and I was surprised that demons don't like sugar as much as they you think they would. No. I mean, he was really going after our flesh. So, I mean, I suppose that kind of makes like a demon would want flesh, I would guess. Yeah. But it, may, it might have been too sweet for him all the all the Gatorade and snacks we had, maybe it was Giving off a, a diabetic funk. Hmm. Yeah. Like, like that's, that's why he, yeah. You think our, <laughs> you're coming up with these new hypotheses. You feel like as a scientist should, you're thinking that our, our diabetic funk in, com, in combination with our invoking of God is what kind of threw the demon off his usual flesh rendering game. I, I really believe so because you know, most people who have that same kind of fear and funk are in the basement. So they're not used to seeing our type of people on the road. And we, uh, we cut to, uh, we cut to a base, the base, the basement of, uh, of, of course, where NPR uh, usually does its uh, radio program. Uh, so thank you very much for coming on to NPR. And uh, you, you, of course, naturally, um, amazingly, You've, you've captured the very first scientist, American scientist, who've captured a demon, and we're so, 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 so pleased to have you on today. Well, it's good to be here. It really yeah. is. We're, we're, I mean, we're, we're big, big fans of the show. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, for one, always, I'm always listening to it whenever, whenever I'm in the car. Well, thank, thank you so much. I am, I am quite pleased to, to have you on. And I was, I just wanted to know, um, currently, you two are known as American heroes for, for not only discovering uh, demons, but also capturing one. And I just want to know a little bit about how that has changed your perspective on life, being just so revered as you are. I think, I think it goes back to my early days of yeah. uh, dinosaur digging in the mm. field. You know, you remember, you know, the, the, the heat and, you know, we were basically right. interns when we met. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost, we had almost worked up to being TAs, but we weren't there yet. We were just interns. Right. And because the people that were, that were, we were doing it for didn't have any big discoveries like we had. So there was never the sponsorship or there was never that, you know, extra, extra push to get things big. And we, we, right. we inherently knew that. That's right. That's right. This could be you a, know, once yeah. once you put your 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 you get your sights and you set uh, you set your sights on the big sponsorship and we had our sights set on the big uh, the flavored sweet drink sponsorship and when you have that kind of focus that's what really gets you out there into the field. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it not only focus but it also gives you the hydration so you can be in those Nevada deserts you know, digging and, and it, it just makes a huge, a huge difference in, in the way you feel. 
mm-hmm. which also leads to, to less brain fog and, you know, discoveries. I don't want to keep bringing up the fact that we are the uh, inventors, or not inventors, but the, the, the first to land on the moon with colored bones. Right. Now that, now that is, I, I did want to get to that, uh, to that feat as well, because, because um, quite, quite honestly, you know, I, as a child, I had, you know, I had seen people take off from Cape Canaveral, Florida, and go and go into outer space with conventional rockets. But you, you took a different path. You constructed a, a le- gigantic leaping dinosaur bone construction that jumped, fr- multicolored. Also, it's important. I, I understand. I mean, you of always course. seem to mention it. Why, why is the why, like? Well, let's get into that. Why, why does the, the 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 apparatus that jumps you into onto the moon using dinosaur bones, the the, the colors helps in some way? It, it's it's a it's a it's a vivid ah. motion that what happens mm-hmm. is, is when dull colors right. don't move as fast as, as, as vivid colors. That's so true. So when you when you take robotics and jumping, mm-hmm. you know the more color. That's right. Is better results overall. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's something we learned from uh, from demons as well because when you know you look at a demon, they're they're very bright, shockingly bright red as you know, as folklore and mythology tells you, and that's just to give them the extra, a little bit of extra speed when they're trying to gather up souls and so forth. Right. And it's less scary if you have a khaki demon, let's be honest. Yeah. Ah, yes, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to uh, be encou- encountering one of those bland sort of toothless sort of khaki demons. Well, that kind of brings us up uh, to the end here at NPR, where I hope that uh, all of our listeners have a very beige and and normal regular very straightforward day and do you have any 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 final thoughts for us here i do i would like to say let them have it the devil wears dockers but not when they're flying hey (laughs) wow (laughs) i had no idea you're going down that path but the path of what the path of a completely improvised scene. I was like, we were. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I did send. You did ask to have listened to one of these before, and I did. I did put one in the most recent homework that I made, but I forgot to tell you that I did that. So I did yeah. send you a link to one of these to listen to. But basically, <laughs> I, did, well, I was on Oozbear the other day, and I showed someone at work that was, and they're like, they just that Oozbear that just made them kind of grossed them out with the logo. And then I I listened to part one and I got distracted so I didn't get to that part so I'm oh you listen to one I'm, of my things I, you what do you listen to one of the recordings of one of my shows yeah oh okay yeah <laughs> I just I I guess I you know I you know I you made you started happy I was like well, as 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 all improv does we it's kind of yes and the moment and I just went with it so um yeah. I had no idea you were gonna do that so that was that made it more fun. Yeah, yeah, that's fun to do. I'm, yeah. sure, I'm not even sure how long that part was. Oh, it was a half hour. That part was a half an hour? Yeah, we just improvised for oh. a half hour. Wow, that's my first real, true long form. Yeah. Real? What? You guys have done like 25 minutes in class, for sure. Well, have we done that long? Oh, yeah. Okay, it just doesn't seem that long, which is cool. Oh, 
What's so crazy is I'm always in class. I'm like, they're like, yeah, it's like, it, it takes up way more time than you'd think it does. It just eats time. Yeah. Cause I feel like we like, we take a break and then we do a couple other things and all of a sudden my class is done. And we're like, Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I must have not looked at my watch right. So. Yeah. I know, yeah. Yeah. That was good. I liked that one. Yeah. That was, yeah. It was silly. Yeah. <laughs> it was silly. I like it. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was fun. Like I said, you're, you're a good improv partner. So. Uh, and I'm not just uh, saying that to get, another, I'm not just saying to try to get another, another podcast lot. You know what yeah. I mean? Hey, <laughs> so that's a good transition to the other thing that I always, that I ask people here towards the end is, do you have good things to say about any other people that you know who do like basically I'm asking what is some other improv stuff you see people do and that you like and you want to mention that uh stuff other people do that you want to mention here um Sorry. like in class other classmates and yeah so people yeah, yeah. Pe- people you know who do improv and you want to say what they do that's good yeah um it's been a while since I worked I mean there was a there was a time where I was like you know doing improv with you and and Ben and Ohm, and it, I, it was it was a lot of fun because you guys are really good at what you do, and I always thought that brought me up. So that was, um, I remember Ohm is really good at committing to the absurd, absurd. Like it doesn't it doesn't seem blatantly absurd, but it's like some of the, some of his premises are just kind of out there, and that's fun. To, it's fun to do. Yeah. And like I mentioned before, I liked your energy. Mm. Um, rich, or not rich. I don't know why I call him rich. Jay when he he's had a lot more experience than I realized and he was he's been he's been really fun to work with and he he bumped him up to level two mm-hmm. and he's he's got a it's just, it's just I think it's just fun watching other people's brains work and and you don't always want to be like them but do you want to like look at that and say you know maybe someone else looks and say well I want to be like Joel's brain or you know what I mean not exactly oh, like sure. Joel's brain yeah, it just it's just when you see someone good at it, it it just it's fun to watch. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I think when I'm watching it, I'm always impressed if like they beat me, they like as an audience member, they they beat me to a realization. Like they realize something on stage actually as they're doing it. That's what I think is great yeah. to see. Right. That's and impressive because kind of... I know they're they're watching the same thing I am. And they're putting pieces together in the same way that I am. So if they, if they get their fat, if they get there while they're on stage, I'm kind of impressed by that. Yeah, and if you're going down a certain path and they kind of expect you to get there, but they don't see how you're going to get there, yeah, I think it's fun to get the audience reaction too. Yeah, I guess that's something else I, I didn't realize about myself too. Is like, I was like, it's kind of fun having an audience react to you, where before when you're afraid to talk in front of people you don't know that there's going to be any sort of reaction. I guess maybe sometimes when you're doing a speech, you're not getting audience reaction, but there's, that's what I like about improv. There is some good audience reaction and they can kind of participate by throwing things out there. So I think there's a little more intimacy in improv. Oh yeah. The audience is involved. I mean, it's, it's, it's in a weird way participatory for the audience, even if they don't give a suggestion because it's like, 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 yeah, you're discovering it together. Like just just by them paying attention to what's going on, I think there's a there's an amount of of them going on the journey with you. Yeah. The Even other funny the, thing. I, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, but I mean, 
you should take them along a little bit more by at least giving them the the opportunity to do the suggestion because I think that's I don't know that's nice to to do that I think to be the person yeah it's, it's like they participate. even though as much as they want to participate I would say 50% of the people who I ask to go to shows will say you're not going to bring me on stage are you I'm like <laughs> but yet they want to participate but they just don't want to be on stage oh yeah oh yeah that's what's so great about the the suggestion. It's like, because it is kind of your show based, especially if your suggestion's kind of pretty interesting. I think like it's it's definitely if it's used and all that. Oh. Yeah, as long as as long as people don't suggest Abraham Lincoln one more time, I'm gonna punch a baby. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Historical figure Abraham Lincoln. Oh, name a cartoon character. Mickey Mouse. Oh, all right. You can get that for uh, what's the the press conference? <laughs> He's Abraham Lincoln. He's coming out as Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, I've hmm. I've been president, and you know, it's, <laughs> being president has been a good lifestyle for me, but it's not my true self. I'm really yeah. more like this. Okay. <laughs> do you have and my vice president goofy <laughs> Gosh. yeah yeah that's good you're doing those voices good thanks yeah those a lot of time ones. to myself yeah. <laughs> oh well, looney tunes is like mel blank and his voices have always been amazed me yeah 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 i seem to do well with stupid voices i don't know why yeah, I was, I was, I've heard that if it's someone else putting on a voice, that's easier to do because they're also doing a voice. So that's, it's easier to imitate an imitated voice as opposed to someone's real voice, I guess. Um, that's why that, that sort of a caricature. Okay. yeah, because that was the suggestion if, if you're trying to do a caricature of someone else, listen to someone else doing an impression of that person, that might help because then you'll pick up on some of the, you know, boilerplate. The exaggerated bits are are more there in a in another caricature. Of course, that doesn't help you develop a unique one. Right, and I think yeah, and if you can tell that if if they if they do it for a living, that they're usually having fun doing it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's true. Cause you do, you usually don't impersonate Jim Carrey, but you, everyone impersonates his different characters. Oh yeah. Jim I don't Carrey. know one person. I don't, I don't I don't know one person who can actually sound like Jim Carrey. Uh, I know. I I feel like I've seen an impression of Jim Carrey before, though. Have you? Ah, yeah. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. But it was good. There was was an SNL skit where it was like the Carrey family reunion, and each one was like one of his characters that he played. That was kind of Hmm. silly, you know. Hmm. Way back when SNL was funny, but (laughs) yeah. The other thing I ask is: is do you have anything you want to? You, anything you want to promote? Like, do you have any other art stuff that you're doing or what have you? Um, I don't. I've been working. I mean, the only outlet I have is I, I have an Instagram page where I post silly, silly and stupid memes. And if it makes me giggle or if it's dark and inappropriate, I like to do that. But huh. I mean, most of the oh, time wow. it's, been, it's been work and improv and yeah, I wish I had something to promote. I give you my Instagram handle if you want to follow me. <laughs> you, if you want to do that, you can do that. <laughs> it seems silly to promote your own Instagram page. That's all means, but 
It's Joel's underscore brain. Ah, Joel's brain. Yeah. Joel's brain. You do have you do have you do have a show coming up on January eighth. January eighth. No. Yes, it's, I, I didn't. Write, yeah, that's true. We we all have a show. We're well, not all of us, but you are going to sit back and, and watch your your people. I'm going to be there. You, I hope so. At the Sewell Child Development Center. Oh, January eighth. Time to be to Durban. Almost level everybody. In level two. Maddie is the only one from level two who hasn't been on this podcast. She well, she was going to be on last week and she canceled. Yeah, she 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 was in a car accident recently. We'll give we'll give her a, a pass. Yeah, yeah. We'll I'm just say I I just I just like that. I think that's just interesting. <laughs> well, she was, she was she was late to class, so she'll be late to the podcast. Remember, she didn't show up in the first five weeks or so. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. All, all right, and then the last thing here is what's called the. Uh, the storm off sign off and this and what happens here is that i very very uh very sincerely thank you for being on but then and then i allow you to respond and you just get pissed off and tell me off and you get the last word and then you hang up and then you you, you shut it all down so you get the last word but before you do that i genuinely <laughs> want to thank you for being on i very much okay. enjoyed uh chatting with you uh this evening and getting to know you a little bit better and uh and our i thought our little set here was great too i thought we went to great places and i liked how we ended up on npr at the end um, yeah. And yeah, I just really appreciate uh, that you, um, let's see, that you, I, you know, I always notice how you kind of put, put, put a lot of effort into improv and you're definitely thinking about it and you, and it's a, a joy, you, you have, you have some joy when you're doing improv and I, and I can see that and I think that's, um, you know, when I improvise with you, I can, I can tell that that's present and I think that's great. Well, that's good to hear. I like that. Yeah, I, I, it's good to hear that feedback. I appreciate that. That's because I do try hard and I do also try to have fun with it and then. But yeah, this was fun. I didn't know, you know, because I know we talk and I and the improv. I thought we riffed well off each other. I always enjoy playing with you and um, yeah. So I got so I got to get angry at you and storm off. Is this is this, yep. is this monkey bowler friendly or is this anything that comes out of my mouth? Yeah, you, can I, you, can do, you can do whatever you want, man. I, I can go blue. I don't want to get in trouble and get a banana thrown at me. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna do anything about what you say. <laughs> well, you didn't cut the beginning. You're not going to cut the end, right? Yeah. But no, this is. I I appreciate you you getting me on here. Thanks again for for getting this all signed up and bearing with me. That really fascinating beginning we had with me signing on. Mm-hmm. It all right. Let's let's get mad. Okay, I'm ready. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. You're <laughs> no, you're. Thank you for coming on, Joel. You suck, Steve. I don't know why I'm on this stupid podcast. You can take it and sit and spin and fuck off.